mother is not in my amen corner, she does not feel well, okay? I'm just going to tell you right now. My mother is kind of biased, and if she doesn't come to hear me, she is definitely not feeling well. So just, just keep her up in prayer. So when I'm not going to bore you any longer. We're going to go to the book of first, I mean, second King, Kings, I'm sorry, Timothy. Uh, the first chapter and the sixth verse, and we're going to expose the devil today. Is that all right? We're going to put him to flight today, okay? And we're going to be talking about the, the message is fear not. He said, fear not. You know, I've dealt with fear in my life, and I know what that is. And the Lord gave me this in December before people start saying they had anxiety or fear. So I'm just telling you, he gave me this before that. It was last year, and uh, so I just jotted some things down. So First uh, Timothy... 2, 1, and 6 says, wherefore, I have a marker. Okay. It says, therefore, I'm reading the New King James Version. Therefore, I remind you, and this is Paul talking to Timothy. I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, through the land of the hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Go to the book of 1 John. Y'all, I got some scriptures, so I'm just... 1 John 4 and 17. 1 John 4 and 17, it says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he loved us. Okay, we go back to 1 Timothy, and he told Timothy... First of all, he said, stir up the gift of God. It matters where a scripture is as well as what it says. And before he told Timothy that God has not given him the spirit, us the spirit of fear, he told him to stir up the gift of God, first of all. In other words, and then he said that God has not given you the spirit of fear. So he was telling Timothy, look, don't let nothing stop you from doing the ministry. That's what he was saying. He said, God has not given you a spirit of fear. He said, now this thing has been in you since your grandmother and your mama and what have you. He said, so you need to be strong and do what God had told you to do. He said, and don't let fear stop you. So, now there's all kind of fear. We know there's fear if somebody says they're going to sh- they're gonna shoot us. And we know there's type of fear that we should be afraid of. We should be afraid if a bear come charging. That's natural. But we're talking about the irrational fear that stops you dead in your tracks, that keeps you up at night wondering, is God going to bring you out? That's the type of fear that he's talking about. He's talking about fear that goes against the word of God. Fear that goes against faith. Praise God. That's what he's talking about right here. That's the kind of fear I'm talking about. And that's what the fear he's talking about. Good fear. We have good fear. Some fear is naturally good. And by the words of Brother Little's own testimony, he didn't have a lot of that when he was growing up. He didn't have that good fear. You know, like, don't do that. That's going to hurt. He didn't have that. Oh, I'm going by your testimony now. That's just your testimony. But thank God he's not a fearful person. And he's not fearful in the ministry. Whatever God put at you in as a child, it's still there. 
He just wants you to use it for the kingdom. So I'm going to get to the meat of the matter. Let, let me get to the meat of the matter. Let us go to Job. I like that song. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. I heard a lot of people say that. But how many of you know you, that's going to be tried? <laughs> I'm going to say that again. People say that I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's going to be tried. That's going to be tried when you lose loved ones, when your children are on drugs, when you don't know how you're going to pay your bill, when they come repossess your car. Are you still going to bless the Lord at all times? Your testimony will be tried. People say, I'm highly favored of the Lord. You're highly favored. I've never seen anybody highly favored that did not go through anything. Mary says that Mary said, you are highly favored of the Lord. Uh, uh, praise God. You show, uh, you're going to bring forth the child and all that. It said, you know, uh, you're highly favored. But highly favored comes with a price. She also had to see her son beaten on the cross. So it's not you're highly favored or you go through trials because uh, God don't love you or whatever have you. But he want to exercise your faith. Amen. Job 1 and 5. And we're going to talk about this good man. The book of Job 1 and 5. And I see that. Is that right? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm on book 5. I mean, chapter 5. I'm sorry. Okay. And so it was, we all know the story about Job. I, I, I know y'all, you know, he lost everything. He had 11,000 uh, animals and what have you, and he lost his sons and his daughters in the same day. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would sin and sanctify them, talking about the children after they got through feasting. And he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus, Job did regularly. So Job was the same way as we are today. He said, I'm worried about my kids and their sins. Say, I'm going to do, he was the priest of his household. He said, so I'm going to cover this. He said, I'm going to go ahead and do sacrifices for them. And they died, but they were covered. Because their father had already done the sacrifice. So that wasn't so bad. It said all this Job had held his integrity. And then the trial got a little worse. And then Satan comes back and, 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 uh, to, to, to Christ uh, the heaven and said, and the Lord said, where have you been, Satan? He said, uh, going to and fro up and down the earth, seeking who I may, I uh, mean, not seeking, but, you know, seeing who he can ravage. And the Lord seeks Satan on Job again. He said, did you try my servant Job? He's still holding his integrity. Sometimes you're going through stuff just because God wants to brag on you. Just because if the Bible says everything that was written aforetime was written for our learning. So what Job went through and what you're going through and what you all's trials have been through is for someone else's learning. It's not just for yourself, but it's for somebody else to see you. If she went through it, I can go through it. Praise the Lord. We are living epistles. That's what we are. If they went through it, I know I can go through it. So here Job kept his integrity. And then it got a little harder. Somebody say it got a little harder. It got a little hard. Okay. Job 3 and 25. He's out. I got that covered. 
I already prayed for them. I'm not worried about my children. I know they're in heaven because that's all it took at that time. But 3 and 25 says, after he was stricken with those boils, after it touched your health, you know, I can do, you can do, you're not afraid about things that you can do things about, okay? But it's the things that you can't do anything about. That's the things that get you. That's the things he wants you to give to God. And it says, for the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. And what I dreaded has happened to me. You know, me and my mother, I used to, we had one fearful thing that we dreaded was going to happen. Everybody got that one thing. Some people do. I know. I used to be bothered by fear and worry. I used to be so fearful. They used to, they used to schedule me to preach. I wouldn't show up. I was too scared. I, I just... I know that's hard to believe, but this was in my own church. In my own church, they schedule us on Sunday night. I'm like, I ain't going. I'm going to come up with every excuse in the book, but I ain't going. I ain't showing up. I'm going to tell you, I ain't going. I was so bad, they had a backup every time. I'm telling you, they had a backup. If I was scheduled, they had a backup to preach, okay? Because that's how, that's how frightened I was. I've been so afraid. I've been so afraid, but the Lord, you can tell, he, he, he just did away with that. But anyway, it said, the thing that I greatly feared, and one thing that my mother and I feared. Ooh, I got to hear up because I got a long road to hope. Uh, um, the thing that feared for me and my mother is my brother. My brother was a gifted musician. He was educated, but he was plain. He became a little celebrity in this resort town and uh, in the entertainment field. And so he got hooked up in some things. You know how the entertainment field is. And he disappeared, just disappeared uh, for five years. And the thing that we were so afraid of, not only we were afraid of him being killed, we were afraid of him being killed with no insurance way across the country somewhere. And, you know, you cannot put insurance. You say, well, why can't you just put insurance on call insurance company? You cannot do that in every circumstance. They have to be present for one thing. And you can't put them if they're in the hospital and just different circumstances. So. That always bugged us. So mom went and found him, and, 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 and fa- she went and found God, uh, don't estimate you. I'm telling you people, don't estimate a woman's love for her child. Mom went and found him. He was in Florida. So anyway, we reconnected with him, and then he had started, he had told us he had started going to church. He was ashamed because he said he didn't want anybody to see him like that. So he had started going to church. That's the last call I got from him. He had started going to church. Now, the next call that we got from him. And at this time, we had two people in the house dying on their deathbed. We had the lady, she was 102 years old. She was my aunt that raised mom. And she had her birth mother. Her mo- the 102 year old was dying of dementia and results from Alzheimer's. And then she had her mother dying from, they were bedridden. I'm talking, they both were on hospice. She was dying from lung cancer. And then the phone, uh, the phone rings. And I picked the phone up. I, you know, they say I'm protective of my mother. And they said, this is the sergeant, whoever, whoever. Do you have a brother? Do you know a Don Minor, whatever? And I said, yeah, you know, we know him. And he, and he began to tell us. At that time, mom had picked up the on the phone. And he said, well, I, we want you to know that he has been killed. He, he, got, he was killed walking across the street and died. Don't, you know, y'all have to be sad. I'm over it now. It broke my heart at first. I was so angry with God. I didn't know what to do. Okay. And anyway, so, me and mom, I said, oh, my God. For one thing, that was my oldest child, my mama's oldest child. We were stair steps. Uh, 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 him, my sister, and then we were very, 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 very close. People thought that him and I were twins. 
So that's how we were close. We act alike and what have you. I love my brother so much. And then I said, the thing that I feared has come upon me. So we go off and we, we go to claim his body in Florida. It was a 14-hour trip to Tampa from Missouri. 14 hours we get there and we identify his body. Now, when, as soon as I took the call, I had already played this in my mind. I knew what to ask the man. I said, well, how do we claim his body and how do you bury a person that does not have insurance? And the man began to tell me that he's going to be put basically in an indigent grave and what have you, what have you. And the, the funeral home will tell you all about that. So we get to the funeral home. Now, mind you, this thing has tormented me and mom for years. It has tormented us, tormented us, didn't give us any peace. Couldn't put it, I didn't put it in the hands of the Lord and, left, and leave it. No, 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 no. We was going to worry about this thing. Well, because we didn't know where he was. But even after we knew where he was, it still tormented me. So when we get down there, I go to the man. <laughs> we identify his body. Y'all quiet. That's what I'm not saying. I'm saying I'm not saying. Uh, uh, we identify his body. And I asked the same question again. No, he asked the question. He says, where do you all want us to send the body? I said, sir, he didn't have any insurance. He said, ma'am. <laughs> he said, ma'am. But the man that hit him did. He said he had very good insurance. Now, where do you want me to send his body? I said, well, wait, let me get back with you. I got to make a few phone calls. I went down there to put my brother in an indigent grave somewhere where I'd never be able to find him, never be able to see him again. And God flew his body back. He got back before we did. He had the best casket. He had a steel gray casket. He had enough money for a vault. He beat me home. All that time I had worried about what is God, how is it going to turn out? I'm telling you, if you are worried about anything, you are wasting precious oil. Go on and worry about something else because God has got every situation worked out for you. I had no idea that that would happen. My God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. Long as we do what we do, God's going to do what he do. Ask anything in my name and I'll do it anything in my name and I'll do it. He has never, ever failed me yet. Never, never. He has never failed me. Oh my God. He blew my mind. He blew my mind. I tell you, God blew my mind. That's one time he blew my mind. So here we go. They had a song out in the 70s. Y'all don't know that song. Didn't I blow your mind this time? God is blown. Y'all don't know about that. Y'all don't know about that. Y'all know nothing about that. But God has blown my mind. So here we go. We get in the car again. We're on our way back. We're on our way back to, we got to get back home. Mom needs help. And I say, thank God for the saints of God. I, I don't know what people do without God, but I sure don't know what they do without a church home. I don't know what they do without their brothers or sisters in Christ. The saints practically moved in the house with us. You hear what I say? I'm talking about around the clock. They practically moved in the house with us. So we had to hurry up and get back because mom's at home in that situation. And uh, my sister has, my sister and her husband was driving. My sister and her husband, we took their car, which is the reason why I don't go out of town right now without my car. You ain't getting me out of town without my car. And I'm going to tell you why. On the way back. We got outside, we got into Georgia, coming into Florida, coming out of Florida and going into Georgia. And my husband at the time, he was getting pains. 
I mean, serious pains. And we stopped and see, was he okay? He said, yeah, okay, I'll be all right. And we keep going, and it got too bad. We pulled over. We had to call the ambulance. <laughs> ambulance took him, and come to find out, he had a blood clot in his lungs. I said, oh, Lord, have mercy. He had to go in ICU. Well, my brother-in-law and my sister, praise God, I understand they had to get back, but no, I didn't understand it when they told me, we're going to leave y'all down here because we got to go. Wait, what, do you say? what did you just say? You're going to leave me? You're going to leave us down here? This town didn't even have a rental car. It was a little bitty town. You're going to leave us down here and go back to Missouri. My husband is fighting for his life. My brother's flying back. I, 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 you know what? I had already said. <laughs> I was kind of mad. I was really mad at him. He was, I wanted to hit him, but he was 6'1", like 400 pounds. I, I'm like, ooh-wee, if he had been my size, I don't know. I would have probably tried him. I, I don't know. But I said, like, oh, oh, I'm going to get you when I get back. Though. I won't. I was, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to get you when I get back. I don't care. But anyway, they left me. Man, listen, God had already blew my mind. All I had to do was just wait on God. I said, God... You worked that situation out with my brother. I ain't worried about this situation. You know, tribulation worketh patience. Put that up. Romans 5. Romans 5 says, tribulation, not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. I'd already been, hey, that was enough right there. I can wait on God now. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience calls experience. Experience causes hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. In other words, you're going to go through enough things that you're going to learn to wait on God that he's going to bring you out without a doubt. So here he is. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, come on. You can put your hands together for Jesus right there. You Look, look, all my life, he's been faithful. All my life, he's been faithful. All your life, he's been faithful. Ain't no use in worrying now. Ain't no use in worrying. There ain't no reason to worry now because we know God's got us. I've been through some things. When you see me crying tears and all that, I used to think people were silly that cried all the time. I really did. That, I, I, yeah, I really thought they were silly. I'm like, that's kind of silly. They're crying because they're happy. I did not understand. But crying, it says when your body is overwhelmed with emotion, that is a release. And I tell you, when I think of the goodness of God, I get overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. You hear me? God has gotten me out of some things. So here I am between a rock and a hard place. And I have found out when you're between a rock and a hard place, God would make the hard place just a little bit softer. He'll make a rock just a little bit softer. You don't have to worry about a thing. I said, God, I know you're going to get us out of this. Uh, Lord, I know we're getting home. I know Bernard is getting out of ICU. Praise God. And that's exactly what happened. He got out of ICU. And I tell you, if any black person die, you got at least a week before the funeral. Praise God. I said, I know I got at least a week. You know how it go. We got at least a week before the funeral. You bury one of us in three days, it's going to be an assault. Praise God. But so I said, I know I got at least a week or, or, or more. So I said, he got out of ICU. He said, don't please. 
He said, please don't you miss your brother's funeral for me. He said, I will be all right. So I went to the social worker in the hospital. Every hospital got a social worker. She said, ma'am, we got people just for this situation, just for travelers. She said, we can get him all the way to the airport. She, I didn't have, listen, I had enough clothes for two days. I ended up staying there almost a week. And th- that's why you ain't getting me too far from my house without my car. I ain't going out of town with your pass. I go, yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going. That's why. And it stays highway ready. You're not getting me out of town. And if you tell me we're going for two days, when I bring a trunk outside with, with a whole lot of clothes, enough for a month, you're going to know why. That's, this, that's the reason why. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I learned some things. So anyway, so here it goes. I said, are you sure you're going to be all right? He was sitting on the side of the bed talking. He said, yeah, I'm sure. He said, please don't miss your brother's funeral for me. I tell you, I caught everything but a boat getting back to Missouri. Praise God. But I got back, made arrangements for him. I made it for the funeral. God has never, he has never, he never will. He never will fail me. All my life, he's been faithful. He has showed up time and time and time and time again. Man, I could write a book on the goodness of God. His goodness, like we say, it just runs after me. I don't know why. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm going tell you what. What happened? The devil messed around and let me know how much God loved me. Oh, God. He messed around and let me find out how much God loved me. He said, perfect love cast out fear. Now, if your children, your children don't go around fearing whether or not you're going to feed them. They'll say, ain't nothing to eat. Ain't nothing to wear. I ain't got women gonna say that. I don't care. Women and children gonna say there's nothing to eat, and women gonna say they don't have anything to wear. But that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. So anyway, God wants us to feel the same way about Him as we feel about His children. He says, as you as as uh, as you pity your children, that's how Lord pities us that fear Him. So here is if if you're in fear, you don't know how much God loves you. Because when love, that's why it says love casts out all fear. I know how much God loves me. I had to find out how much he loved me. If people came against me, I've seen bad things happen to them. I was shocked. I didn't even want it to happen. I asked the lady to wash my clothes one time, a young teenager. Well, she was a, te- she was grown and, uh, and a teenager with her. And I asked them, I was going on a, a retreat for, with the church. And I said, I don't have time to do my laundry. They lived in the laundromat behind in the apartment because that's what her job was, taking care of the laundromat. And our, we went, our grandmothers knew each other, went to the same church. So I said, yeah, could you do my laundry? I'll pay you. Well, I had $400, I mean $200 in a sock because I used to live around thieves and that's what I, that's what I did. I, I had them. I had a man on drugs and I had to, I had to learn how to hide money. So anywho, I had it balled up in the dirty clothes <laughs> in my sock and forgot. And I remembered where it was that time. And, uh, so I realized, I went back to her. I said, did you see my money? She said, no, we didn't see, your, I didn't see your money. But the teenager dropped her head. And I said, these people got my money. I said, no problem. No problem. I was good and saved in. I just. No, it's okay. The next day, she wrecked and totaled her car. You hear what I say? She told, God let me, I wasn't rejoicing in that, but I knew it was because she had took my money. You don't mess with God. Touch not my anointed prophet. God and do my prophets no harm. He messed around and let me find out how much that God loved me. Go to 2 Kings 6, 14 and 18. 
Fear is an acronym. It stands for false evidence appearing real. That's what it stands for. False evidence, 2 Kings, is it, did I say, what I, 2 Kings 6 and 14. Whoa, whoa, I got three, four minutes, is that it? Oh my gosh, I got to hurry up, I got to hurry up. Anywho, I'm going to tell the story, I'm going to tell the story since I ain't got but four minutes. Anyway, they were around, an army surrounded, surrounded them. Elijah surrounded all of them, he saw an army. And the young man that was with him, he said, we're surrounded. We are surrounded. What are we going to do? And Elijah said, Lord, would you open his eyes so he can see? And he opened his eyes so he can see in the spiritual realm. And there was a host, a host of army with chariots of fire. Now, the other army had chariots. They didn't have no fire. Praise the Lord. They didn't have no power. Hey, they didn't have no power. So I'm just here to tell you. It might look like you're surrounded, but we're surrounded by him. We may look like you won't get healed, but the Bible says that he is a healer. Praise the Lord. It may look like you're alone, but the Bible says, Lord, I'm with you always. It may look like you don't have nothing, but God says, I will take care of you. So praise God. It may look like, don't go by what it looked like. Don't go by what it looked like. It looked like Job wasn't going to get healed. It looks like our kids ain't going to be saved. But praise God, I thank God. That's a lot from the pits of hell. I believe God like it was told to me. I believe the book as it's written. There is no good thing what he withhold from me. To them that walk upright, praise God. And I've cast away the spirit of fear out of anybody's heart. You're wasting precious oil. Don't let the devil trick you. Into being fearful. God bless you. Is that it? That is it time? <laughs> okay, I didn't want to. Now, I didn't want to go with my time. It's 1043. But anyway, whatever. Oh, I got some more scriptures then. <laughs> I got some more scriptures. I got some more scriptures. Go to Matthew 631. How many of you not going to fear? I used to fear. Man, I fear. I was a worrier. You hear me? I was a worry. I worry about everything. Worry about my bills. Worry about, they just told me it cost me $1,000 to fix my car. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then they tell me, you know, people, I used to worry about my bills. And uh, my pastor at the time, he said, if you can't pay your bills, just, just call them up and tell them you can't pay them right now. And then you'll pay them later. Oh, that was just so frightening for me. Now I'll be like, uh, Sister Lynette, you know. I'm going I'm to I'm pay you, but I pay my bills. I pay my bills. But if I can't, but if I can't, they better worry because I ain't worried. I'll pay you when I get it. Praise the Lord. But I pay my bills. But it's not going to cause me. It's not going to cause me to lose sleep at night. You know, I have quit. I got two sons. And I tell you, the devil will wear you out over your children. He'll wear you out over your loved ones. And I'm going to stop wasting precious oil. Praise the Lord. I prayed for him. I prayed for him. I put him on the altar. I'm moving on to somebody else. I still love you. I ain't going to forget you. I'm still praying for you. I ain't going to let you die if I can help it. But I ain't wasting all my prayers. Save my loved ones. Save my child. I prayed that prayer for my son, 40 years old, 40 something. I already prayed that prayer. I'm moving on. You're not going to torment me. Anymore like you tormented me with my brother because I've had the experience to know that God will work it out. He'll work it out as anything in my
my name and I will do it. And I've already asked over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm starting to believe now. I'm going to believe now. I'm tired of worrying. I don't worry. I ain't worried no more. I have peace. And I tell you, I didn't get there overnight. I didn't get there overnight. Paul said, it's not that I already attained. I have not already accomplished this. He said, but it's a pressing thing. You got to press, you got, you know, you got to press, you got to press to believe. You know, the devil will come back. And I heard Sister Laura say, whatever he's telling you, it's, it's the opposite. You got to talk back to him. Talk back to him. I thought I would lose my mind. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. After, oh, I'm going to tell you one thing I really feared. I feared that I would die before I was 50 years old. He, he, my brother died at 48. The same sister that went down there with me, we were close. We are a year and a half apart. She was my best friend from the cradle to the grave. She died three, three years later. She was 50 years old. And the devil said, uh-huh, I'm taking y'all in birth order. I'm taking y'all. You know you next. And I said, oh, my God, don't let me die before I'm finished. I said, devil, you a lie. You a lie. I, I, I said until I believed. I said, I'm not dying. I shall not die. I shall not die but live. I shall not die but live. And here I am. I done made it all the way to 61. I'll be 62. That's why I'm so happy. I don't mind him telling anybody my age. I done made it. If I live a few more days, I'll be 62. Devil, you lied. He's a liar. Whatever he told me, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. I wasted a year and a half for thinking I was going to die. But oh my God, when I made it to 50, I was so happy. As, you can't trick me like that no more, devil. You can't trick me up no more. You can't trick me up no more. I know he's lying. Man, I suffer with that spirit of fear. And I tell you, the Lord put it on my heart to do prison ministry. And he said, uh, we had 19, I was going to spearhead it. And he said, uh, you know, I asked every, the church, who all is going to go with me? And there was 19 people to sign up. So I called the chaplain back. I said, okay, I got 19. He said, ma'am, we're not letting 19 people in here. He says, a maximum security prison. He said, we got a certain number of volunteers per year. He said, we got one more space left. Now, if you want to come, you're going to have to come by yourself. I said, you got to be kidding me in my mind. I was so scared, but I went by myself because I knew. I know he goes two by two, but sometimes you can't go two by two. You're going to have to go. And I said, I went in there. I was so scared. I ain't never been so scared in my mind. Well, one other time. I've, been, I've never been so scared since I've been saved. I'm going to put it that way. I went in there. I was so afraid. I threw up. That, that, that's some fear. I went in the bathroom and I threw up. Praise the Lord. You laughing. But okay. <laughs> that, that's how afraid I was. But hey, I've overcame it. I went on by myself for a long time until they got some more spaces. It, it started off with 13 men. 13 men. It got up to 100. It got up to 100 men. They moved me from Thursday afternoon to Saturday to Saturday night. And I tell you, it was a blessing to my soul. I said, I don't never fear again what God tells me to do. If God tells you to do it, do it. If God tell you, he, listen, the safest place in the whole world is in the will of God. And I made up in my mind, I said, God, if you got to blind these men, I'm coming up out of here. Those were the most respectable people I've ever seen. They were so respectable. And I tell you, you can do all things through Christ. Just him the strength of you to do it. How many are going to believe God? How many are going to believe God today? How many are going to talk back to the devil? How many are going to tell the devil, devil, you a liar? If God brought me to it, he's going to bring me through it. Oh, come on, clap your hands for Jesus. God bless you.
I want you all to stand with me right now. And I'm not going to have you raise your hand, but there are, there are multiple people among us that deal with fear. And fear and anxiety is real, and people are fighting that fight. And we have a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. And Sister Michan has been operating in the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the Spirit's been speaking through her. But we're going to ask her to pray a prayer over us. And I want you right now, I want you to hear what I'm saying. If you deal with fear, if you're facing fear right now, and there are many people that are, and and I, I want you to hear what the Spirit's saying right now. The Spirit spoke through Sister Michan, and He's helping us right now. But when she prays, hear what I'm telling you right now. When she prays, that anointing and that power is going to cover you and help you and deliver you. I'm going to say that again. It's going to deliver you. The devil doesn't want to hear this right now. But when she prays this powerful anointed prayer, when she prays this powerful prayer, you're going to feel a release. I want somebody just to take a breath right now. I want you to, and just, just like you're, you're going to feel, how many of you have ever felt like a weight lifted off of you? What's going to happen right now is when Sister Michan prays, you're going to feel this weight taken off of you and you're going to feel a release and you're going to feel liberty in the Holy. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Somebody hear the Holy Ghost right, huh? And when she prays for you right now, I want you to lift your hands and begin to claim deliverance. I want somebody to claim deliverance. I want you to say it out loud. I want the devil to hear you say, I am free from fear. I want you to speak that. Now, hear me in the Holy... When she prays right now, you're going to feel the release and you're going to feel that load lifted off of you and you will sleep tonight and the spirit says I will give you rest tonight as she prays I want somebody to receive it right now in the name of the Lord Oh, hear me this day. Hear me this day. For lo, I'm with you. Oh, experience my love uh, that I give towards you and for you. I am on your side. I fight every battle for you. Only fear not. And I will walk with you all the days that you walk with me. I will be with you as long as you're with me. I will hasten my word to perform it. Only fear not and be ye comforted. Oh, fear not and be recomforted. Oh, okay, God. Oh, for the Lord. For the Lord God. How the Lord God has spoken. Fear not. Fear not. We cast out fear. We cast out the spirit of fear. We bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Satan, I command you. I command you to loose the minds and the hearts of your people. 
Oh, I command you to go. Somebody open the door up. Somebody open that door. Somebody open the back door. Come on, somebody open those doors. We cast out the spirit of fear. We cast out the spirit of fear. We cast out, open the door. Let the spirit of fear go out. We cast out that spirit of fear and intimidation and unbelief. Oh, and we loose the spirit of faith right now. Right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, receive it. Come on, receive it. If you believe it, come on, receive it. Come on, lift your hands up. Come on, lift your hands up if you believe it. Come on, lift your everybody in the building. If you believe it, lift your hands up. Reach up and grab your faith. God, we believe you. We believe you. Spirit of fear gone. Oh, by the authority of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Holy God. Holy God. Holy God. Holy God, and if he returns, put the word on him. God has not given me the spirit of fear. Put the word on him. Get thee behind me, Satan. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank the Lord right now. Thank the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for delivering me. Somebody tell him, I thank you, Lord, for delivering me. Say it out loud. I thank you, Lord, for delivering me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, a word of instruction. Now that you have been released and fear has been removed and eradicated, Satan will not celebrate with you. Satan will attack you. You speak it and some of you are afraid to say it because you know the attack that comes when you claim healing. The devil is a liar. I remind you again, the devil is a liar. False evidence appearing real. He will do his best, but know and stand on the word. Stand on the word of God. The word of God is what will see you through. I want you that have claimed deliverance today to take your Bible to bed with you. And say, I'm standing on the word of God. Devil, I am free from fear. I am free from fear. Find words like the scriptures that were shared with you today. Go back and listen to this word again. Take a pen and write down the references that were given. And begin to pray the word. You see, this is a serious subject that requires us to give special attention to it. You have to fight fear. You have to fight fear. And you fight fear not only with faith, as we heard today, but also with the Word of God. It's forever settled. I want to pray right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray that people that have spoken with faith, God, that you will empower and equip them to have the knowledge and understanding to conquer it through Scripture and the Word. We pray it in Jesus' name. Now clap your hands to the Lord and thank Him for what He did. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.